All right, Ash, it's time. It's episode number four. I'm really excited and I'm mostly excited because we have some new equipment. Thank you, supporters. Thank you to our supporters. We finally have. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me introduce this. Dallin, why don't you push some of the buttons that you now have? On our new toy. Soon it will be mine. I'm just, I haven't learned how to use it yet. Well, first I'm going to push, push our intro button for our intro music. Ready? Cue the music. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show so where fun. couples send their it's funniest no, arguments I don't have to edit or in most afterwards. divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship like issues, but movie. it can be kind of risky Magic. to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us. Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Gosh, Sweet, I just huh? want to like spin through a field of wildflowers. I I made it that get way. Get married to someone. Yeah, it's supposed to be uplifting, exciting, get you ready for the podcast. Okay, so the cool thing about this podcast, and don't worry, this whole podcast will not be about the cool things that we can now do at our desk, <laughs> but we just wanted to show you a few of them because we're nerds. Listen to the sound effects that Dallin has downloaded. I stayed up till one o'clock the other night finding these on YouTube, ripping them and putting them onto my buttons. You ready? If that's illegal, don't tell your friends that we did that. <laughs> I mean, they just make so much sense. Okay, you ready for this one? This is this is especially pertinent for the podcast. I love inside jokes. <laughs> love to be a part of one someday. Love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> okay, dude, just awesome. do like one more. How about this one? That's for, for when we have news stories. Yeah, that's mainly for, for our other, other podcast. Big Little Life for when we have news stories. Here's this one. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Which is basically <laughs> the definition of both of our podcasts. Okay, well, hold on. We'll save some more for later in the show or for another podcast. Let's get started. We wanted to start out this podcast every once in a while or all the time. We'll see how this flies with some cool marriage advice. And I found... And then we're going to dive into the questions as always, which is uh, this podcast is for you guys. You guys send in your questions, your marriage issues, your little things you got going on that you want us to give our two cents on, as well as guests from time to time. No guests today, but soon we are going to have some pretty sweet guests. Today it's us. Uh, we're going to start off with some advice like Ashley said, then we'll get into you guys' questions. Ashley found some good. Where did you find these? Ash? Okay, so it's from a really cool website called The Dating Divas. And fun fact, Dallin and I used to do some of their dates. They have some really cost-effective, really unique at-home date ideas. Is this who we used? Uh, well, we didn't use this for the box. That was a different company. Um, this company, though, they got all of their viewers to write in their best marriage advice, and they have a list of the 100 like best marriage advice quotes from their listeners or from their readers. So we're going to read the first three today, and for the next couple podcasts, we'll throw out some really good ones. Okay, cool. so here's number one. Um, and it says, this is going to sound harsh, but you need to get over yourself. You're not always right. And when you are, don't be smug about it. Humility is the best trait that you can have in marriage. And it has worked well for me and my husband for the past 10 years. Laugh at yourself, laugh at your mistakes, and don't sweat the little things. Best wishes. That's really good. Yeah. I think my, I love to be right. And I love who doesn't for everyone to know that I'm right. And I love that moment when someone realizes they're wrong and I'm right. 
And to be completely honest, I'm working on that, but that is a feeling that I love. Okay. It's like the natural, terrible person inside of me. (laughs) Okay. Number two, I've heard this a lot. We had like a marriage book when we got married where people wrote quotes and like 82 people wrote this one. Do you want to We've only fought naked once. Oh, well, let me read it first. (laughs) (laughs) It will make more sense. It says fight naked. He will give in every time. I don't think I've ever fought naked with you. It was just what one time. I don't remember. You were showering and I was like, you know what? I'm coming in there. Oh, and I was like, get out. I don't want to talk to you. And then you just. But then I got in anyways. And then we showered. (laughs) And we showered. Okay. The best. Here's number three. Is this this the last one? Yeah. The best advice I ever got was to remember that your spouse decided to marry you because he or she fell in love with you. It is therefore so important to keep true to you, even though you. Even through all the seasons of marriage, parenthood, and even personal and couple changes, best wishes, many blessings on you both. These are all written by like viewers, so they all wish good luck at the end. So what is that? What is that getting at? Um, Just like like to remember like that your spouse fell in love with you. So just be yourself. I see. Okay. I got you. Um, Sweet. Well, let's. Let's get to the question, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just get over to our inbox. You guys, we just launched this officially on Facebook yesterday and we're doing a giveaway right now. So go and enter the giveaway if you haven't entered yet. But we've gotten so many good uh, submissions since we officially launched it to the Dashley community and let everybody know this podcast is here. So if this is your first time, welcome. Go back and listen to the first two podcasts. Hope you guys are enjoying it. And please continue to send in your um, issues. issues or th- things that you want us to research and kind of talk about a little bit because we, we love this because we're learning so much too. Like we're not marriage experts or therapists like officially, but we like, we research these questions and think about them and we are learning a whole bunch along with you. So it's, it's awesome for us as well. All right. Number one. Oh, I clicked on one. Where did it go? Is it, oh, yep, <laughs> is it this it is. one? This one's really fun. Be- I, I pre-read this one because there's like an ode to Ashley at the beginning where they, where I have done something very special for their family, especially their dog. Okay. Okay. Do you want to read this one or do you want me to read this one? Um, why don't I just read it? Okay. Hey y'all. My name is, wait. R. Okay. My name is R (laughs) and I'm 26 years old from Austin, Texas. All right. We've been Austin once and we love it there. I've been married to my husband for two years. We don't have any kids, but we do. Oh, I said, (laughs) dang it. Ellen is so bad at protecting identity. Uh, okay. Um, Jay, <laughs> for two years, we don't have any kids, but we do have a fur baby named Kay. I almost said the name. This is completely unrelated, but I need to get this off my chest. Kay is a rescue. We've had her for five years, but she's obviously had some traumatic experiences in her life prior to us owning her. Okay, wait, wait, let me read this. The point of this story is that I actually binge listened. Okay, so their dog is afraid of thunder. And during a thunderstorm, she binge listened to our podcast and listened to what she says. Makes me feel real, real special. The point of this story is that recently I binge listened to one of y'all's podcast, to all of y'all's podcasts and had it on the big speaker so I could hear it throughout the house. It was, I can't read this far away. You need glasses. It was raining the particular day. So Kay, the dog was already on edge but not skittish the way she normally is. And I'm convinced the sound of Ashley's voice was soothing her. You do have a nice, you, we've got a few comments, people saying they like your voice. I always feel like I sound just like moody and ticked off. 
Okay. I pressed well, pause a couple day. of times to test it out. And each time she would pace and whine the way she does before she starts shaking. I even played different music and, and shows to see if the noise in general was calming her, but nothing else worked. It was your voice. It was my voice. Oh, or maybe it was my voice. Okay. And then she goes now on to the story. Do you want me to read it? Cause I'm already like, my nose is already pressed against the computer screen. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my husband and I love cookies. Sometimes we bake them from scratch and sometimes we buy packages of them as we all do. <laughs> Either way, I have a particular way of eating cookies that makes my husband so mad. I prefer to eat the edge of the cookie and put the center back in the jar for later. What? That is the best part. I don't like the center. It's just the crunchy edge. That is my favorite part. So I will eat the edge of about three cookies and save everything else for later. Are you saving it for later? Or are you saving it wait, for him? Wait, so do you actually eventually eat it later or do you just leave it for somebody else to eat? Here we come. If my husband waits too long to check the cookie jar, we end up with a whole container of cookies that has nibble marks on them. He started So she doesn't eat them. She leaves them for her husband. I, she sounds like me. He started calling me Cookie Monster and telling all of our friends and my family about this weird thing I like to do. After about two years of dealing with this, we compromised. And now when we buy cookies, he eats the center and leaves the edges for me and vice versa. This is a cookie we I'm caught. curious how he eats the center and leaves the edges. Does he have like a stamp? He like, cut, <laughs> oops, I bonked the mic. He cuts it in half and bites the middle. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's a good plan. Okay, let's take sides. Um, wait, well, what was the question? Basically, she just wants to know if we think she's a weirdo or not. And if we relate. Okay. I feel like I'm very much like her. I, I do eat cookies and sandwiches edge first and I leave the middle. I, I don't leave it, like... but I eat it last because it's my least favorite part. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a sandwich where that's the best part. Okay. So I either eat the edges of the cookie first because it's better or of a cake first because the edges are better or brownies. Like I'm an edge girl. Uh-huh. Um, or, it depends. Like brownies on the edge are really good with ice cream because it's like more chewy. You know what I'm talking about? But like the middle, if you're just going to have a brownie without ice cream, it's just nice and soft and you just get to enjoy a nice soft brownie. Yeah. With things like sandwiches, though, I eat the edges first because that's the gross part and I save the best part for last. So you don't just dive straight into the middle? Uh -uh, I eat like hamburgers in a circle. Until you do? It, yeah. That's a sin. <laughs> I do this with a lot of things. Like when I eat Lucky Charms, I eat all of the little, like the brown gross cereal pieces first. Uh -huh. And then I save the marshmallows and then I eat the marshmallows by category. And then, but in, within the category of marshmallow, like the pots of gold, I eat the broken pots of gold first and leave the full pots of gold for last. It takes me like 40 minutes to eat a bowl of Lucky Charms. Huh. Or like Fruit Loops, I eat it by color. Um... Well, you are just very analytical about your cereal consumption. I eat it with a giant spoon, putting Dallin it in my mouth Dallin literally repeatedly. bought a spatula. Step one. A bigger spatula. Get spoon. Step two, dip spoon in bowl. Step three, put spoon in mouth. Step four, repeat until done. Step then fill five, it up again three times. Find a different times. food to eat. <laughs> or so, eat another bowl. So, I, man, um, it sounds like you are very similar to R in that you are... You just have methods in certain ways about eating well, things. Well, that's how I eat ice cream. I only eat the I'm chunks out and then I just leave all the ice cream. You do for I, me. You leave the, the smooth I leave crap a lot of for things me. for Dallin because <laughs> he's like a garbage truck. He just scoops it all up and eats it. It's still good, but I would appreciate some chunky rocky road instead of just 
Or like with noodles, I eat all Smooth, of the rocky noodles bread. and the sauce and leave the hamburger and then Dallin eats the meat. I eat the meat out of her soups. Look, we compliment <laughs> each other this way. <laughs> we went and got pho yesterday. She eats all the rice noodles. And I just eat the chunks of chicken. I just don't love... It's like that. I just don't eat That's the things funny. I don't love. So Rach, R, you're, you are not <laughs> weird. It is totally normal. And well, it's not that normal. I mean, I've it's never not heard normal, of putting but the middles weird. back. It's, I would just throw the middles away. I thought Ashley was weird until we heard yours. So there we go. Maybe this is a more of a woman thing than a guy thing. Maybe it's just certain personality type that does this. I don't know. Maybe you and Ashley were destined to be best friends, but I you're think, not weird. I think some people with food are in it more for like the experience and the pleasure and less for just like how much can I eat? <laughs> and I'm not going to name any names here and say who is what. How much can I eat? Look, I'm in it for the experience and pleasure too, combined with how much of this can I eat to experience a lot of pleasure. You just eat food like our dogs eat food. Like I throw them a treat and they swallow it whole. And I'm like, <laughs> did you even taste that? Was that even good? And I'm like, no. No, give me more. No, give me more. All right, fun. Let's go to the next one. First, here is a little message from our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors of the podcast. All right. Here is our next one. She says, hey, Dashleys, my husband and I have been mostly happy married for six years now. Okay. Sounds like us. <laughs> we love each other fiercely, but our personalities tend to clash from time to time. Whose don't? Here are probably th our three most recurring debates. Number one, in-laws. Oh boy. This you ready for this one? more and more like us. <laughs> All right. The first thing you should know is that I am an introvert. My husband is an extrovert. Okay. Dallin just, I'm pretty sure Dallin has written this and changed the names because it's all of our issues. If I you read her one, two, and three. Gmail and ask for Ashley to get the real scoop on. Anyways, no, I didn't do that. This is actually from somebody named Dan. All right. Um, I am an extrovert too, by the way. Ashley's the introverted one. Being around a lot of people that I don't know quickly drains me. She says early on in our marriage, we were visiting my brother-in-law over the weekend. I was still in college and I had an assignment that was due on Monday. It, my husband and his brother get very loud very fast. I pushed through and ignored the noise in order to finish my assignment so that I could enjoy the rest of the weekend without thinking about it. Once I was done, I was feeling drained simply because it took more energy than normal to ignore the noise around me, being an introvert. I was already starting to feel drained since I didn't know his brother and his brother's wife very well at that point. I knew that I didn't leave the room. If I didn't get if I didn't leave the room to get a breath of fresh air, I was going to start getting snappy at people. I left to go sit in my car for a few minutes just to decompress. Note, I didn't tell anyone that I was going to do this because things were getting hectic inside. About 10 minutes later, my husband came out furious that I was being a disrespectful guest for leaving. Oh my gosh. This is sounding so much like our early years of marriage. I had every intention of coming back inside after a few more minutes by myself. Whew. He said that I embarrassed him in front of his brother and that I shouldn't have left. In his rage, my husband decided that we weren't going to spend the night and drove home about half an hour after this incident. Both him and his brother blamed me that they weren't able to spend time together ever since. Well, I've been the witch of the family. My question is, was I being disrespectful guest for stepping outside to get my bearings straight without telling anyone? My brother-in-law still doesn't like me to this day, and I have the label of the mean one on his side of the family. Speechless. Wow. Um, Don't... <laughs> I didn't write this, I promise. Okay, so I don't think this is your fault. Like, your husband decided to leave. He got embarrassed and offended, and he was the one who decided to leave. And if his family thinks that you're the reason that you left, like, I could see that misunderstanding happening, and everyone thinking it was because 
of you that you left, um, that's on your husband to like set things straight. Um, okay. Let me just, from my point of view. No, if she was just chilling in the car, taking a minute and he misunderstood everything and got really mad and embarrassed and felt like everyone thought she was being rude. Um, he like, it's not her fault that he wanted to leave early. It's not, um, just, so look, him and his family How grew up. How personal a, is this going to get? Look, him and his family grew up a certain way and they, to love to them means hanging out and spending time and talking and chatting it up and having fun. And that's what people do when they love each other. And if you just get up and leave and without saying anything, then they, they're probably like taking it personally because that to them means I don't like you. Okay. Look, look. But to you is totally normal. You understand introverts. Your family gets it totally is probably just fine. That happens all the time on your side of the family and your family. When somebody does that at your family gatherings, M, they're probably just like, Oh, no big deal. She'll be back in a little bit and don't take it personally at all. And so this is just two worlds coming together where look, your husband's side of the family should not take this personally. They should understand that people have differences and some people need to take it, need to take some time alone and just gain some empathy for introverted uh, personality types. Okay. I don't even, I think if anyone on his side of the family did this slash your side of the family, no one would think wrong of that person because they know that person better. Mm -hmm. She's a new member in this family. So it's hard to assume the good when like everyone's kind of questioning like, oh, like, do we fit? Do we mesh? Do we like each other? It's just so hard when two families collide and everybody expects you to integrate perfectly and you don't. And it's just like people start to assume things and then like, expectations aren't being met. In our experience, like when I would potentially do this, everyone would kind of assume that I was like, PO'd at everyone and angry and hated everyone. Yeah. And I never said that. That's what I assumed too at the beginning. And, and I'm just you like, you were also telling them I that I took it personally. No. And I wasn't. I wasn't telling them that. Well, you weren't stopping the chat. I also didn't know what was going on and I thought you might. So I'm just like, what's going on? And I took it personally instead of just, just see, like, seeking more context of like, hey, what's up, Ash? Instead of being like, what's up? Anything I can do to help? I immediately jumped to, why are you being rude to my family? And I just feel so stupid and so bad about that now that I understand Ashley's personality better. And then, and um, I if I could go back, I would, I would just have Ashley's back totally and be like, if my family's like everything okay, I instead of just being like, I don't know, or I would have been what like, you did. Don kept always told them I was sick. Or I would say Ashley's sick or something. I would just been like, yeah, she's fine. She needs a few minutes to herself. Or just and, like she's just laying and down. They, she's my just family, taking a break. My or, family would have been like, that's cool. But instead of like, because of my insecurities and wanting to, you to like fit in perfectly and everybody happy and, and me taking it personally and getting mad when you left or something, needed a few minutes alone, thinking that you hated my family, I would I would then take it out on you and blame you instead of instead of just like be your friend. And I feel really bad about it. And and I just didn't come to you wondering how I could help. I came to you like attacking you because of like not not being exactly the same personality type as my family. And um, it just took a while for us to understand who each other was. Like it yeah. took a while for Dylan to even understand like what I was. And so once I was more on the same page and was stop acting like so skittish about Ashley around my family and just had more confidence in my boo, my girl here, they're like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, she's totally fine. Just taking a break. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah, and like it just it's no totally big deal. changed. It, it just became a big deal. Once I gained more at more understanding and empathy and like context around Ashley's needs as like an introvert. And like, for the record, I wasn't like we were spending in like, it was like weekend trips where we were all together 
And I would just like go for a walk with Luna and be gone for like an hour. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, or I would, it, everyone would be playing games and I'm not a night person. And that's all like Dallin needed to say like, oh, Ashley's not a night person. She likes to sleep. But instead I would just take it all personally that my wife's not down here like with my brothers and then I'm all mad. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, I guess they're not, I'm like, obviously they're going to probably take my side as their brother and then like probably have not the nicest feelings to you too. But if I was just like, ah, Ashley's not really a night person, you guys, I know it'd be fun, but she's, she's tired. She's going to go to bed. And I wasn't copping out at six. I I was copping out at like 10. Yeah. So they would have, if I just had more of that confidence and like having your back, they would have been like, all right, cool. You know, instead of just like everything. Okay, bro. You know, that kind of thing. And so I just wish I had more just, I was just a better friend in the beginning. Right now, I mean, things are a lot better with my family. They ha- they like don't have expectations for Ashley like they used to. Like they have more empathy for Ashley as well and understand if she needs to take some time alone and that it's, they don't take it personally. They're just like, yeah, that's, that's how Ashley is. It's fine. And like family, family get togethers aren't as big a deal anymore. So I think the point where everything went wrong is um, maybe as you were exiting, you could have just whispered to your husband like, oh, I just, I'm going to take a little break in the car. Just, just reassure him that you love him and everything's okay. And first and foremost, that would help me out a lot if Ashley would have said something like that. Like, hey, I love you. I'm going to go take some personal time real quick to decompress. Maybe before the family get together, like the first of our relationship, Ashley and I understood more about introverted and extroverted personalities and tendencies. Uh, just throwing this out there, 16personalities.com is a great free website to have a personality test and get to know you and your spouse better. And it provides some insight on your own personality too. It's like really, really insightful. 16personalities.com. Yeah. So just maybe make sure your husband's on the same page and just knows that you're just taking a minute to set expectations before the family get together or friends get together. Yeah. And just let him know if you need to take a minute and when you are taking a minute. And then on your husband's part, if he sees something happening to not assume the bad first. Yeah. Just assume the good. Seek context rather than just like... Just... Um, just it would have been giving, really great g- giving if he had the come judgment out and been like, Oh, like, are you okay? Like what's going on? How can I help you? Instead of just like, why are you ditching my family? Why are you embarrassing me? Why are you embarrassing me? That's also not taking responsibility and like blaming your wife, which, which every wife loves. What probably happened is joke. The family was asked like, what, what's going on with your wife? And he got embarrassed and he could have just said, Oh, I don't know. Let me go check on her. Like no big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh huh. So just have each other back and give each other context for your personal needs and your personality types. Get to know each other better. Set expectations before you go into these situations. And then when things like this do come up, you have a game plan and and you just you just have each other's back. And um, then things don't get weird with the family too. And you can like reassure them all as well. And but either way, I mean, they shouldn't take things personally anyways. But nobody's perfect. I so. think the issues come in when it's really hard to visit in laws. Like. It, it's really like a lot of people have really great relationships with them, but it boils down to like, they are not the family you grew up with. And the second you get married, it's like you become this family member. And it, a lot of was, expectations of for like your behavior all, um, all of a sudden like can get put on you. And a lot of anxiety comes from trying to perform and become them, like, be, like become who they are I mean, when hof- you're around them. Hopefully there's a foundation of love and you can adapt a little bit to like, to no, fit but in like, better. I don't you think know? it needs to be that. Like you are who you are and your brothers are who they are. And, and no one's going to family get togethers and feeling like they need to act a certain no, way. Yeah, you shouldn't have to feel like and that. And I think but. like everything would be so much easier if it wasn't, oh, I need to impress them or, oh, I need to like make sure they like me. Like just be yourself and mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So do what you can do to like lay the foundation of love and, and just reassure them you're good. If you needed to go take a few minutes to yourself. Okay. Next. All right. Thank you for the question. Next. Let's just, uh, yeah. All right. This is from H. She says, Hey, okay. So my fiance and I have only had two things that we've argued about looking for your thoughts on the two major issues in our household. They're not really major, but it's pretty much the only things we don't see eye to eye on. Ha ha ha. Okay. Number one, is Sasquatch real? I say no. He says yes and will attempt to bring up evidence to convince me every time this discussion is brought up. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are- this is quick. I mean, mm, so these are my thoughts. Like I would believe if like some crazy animal was discovered in the Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're, uh, the United States is kind of more explored and figured out. I could be wrong. I just know that you can do a lot with Photoshop and you can do a lot with pictures and change a lot of things. And I think people would just know if there's a huge, enormous man beast like a species of man beast in the forest. Like why haven't the, the government satellites in outer space saw him? Yeah, like no one would care. I it's think Sasquatch like, is real and his cane from the Old Testament. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, what, explain. <laughs> cane was cursed forever, right? To roam the land. I think that's Sasquatch. Just one? One Sasquatch. It's Cain. Did it say in the Old Testament that he was cursed to be a hairy man beast? I'm pretty sure. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I... You want to hear a crazy story from Miracle of Forgiveness? No. What? <laughs> Where is this going? That's a book. Let me see if I can look it up. Okay. All right. You read the next question while I look that up. Can you hand me my phone? Okay. When cooking a frozen pizza, is it necessary to allow the oven to fully preheat before placing the pizza in the oven? Yes. No, it's not. She says no. Toss it in while it's preheating and it's fine. He says absolutely and will actually pull a pizza out if it's already been placed in the oven, then put it back in when the oven is done preheating. I'd say that's going a little far. Just to make your, it's just a pizza and it will get cooked. Okay. But exactly. I think it's just that a more pizza. men are men are more analytical by nature and are like task oriented, follow the steps when I want to get it done. That is just that's just proven. That's how men's brains work. I think like a little bit more. There are a lot like of women cooking. like that too, but that's what the instructions say to do. And I have always done that. And it always like, I've just had to hold my tongue whenever Ashley like puts the ramen noodles in the water before it's boiling or the noodles in the water before it's boiling it's the or the same. mac and cheese in there before it's boiling or the pizza in before it's done preheating. I just bite my tongue and say, look, it'll get 90% of the way as good as it would be if the oven were all the way preheated or if the water was already oh boiling. Oh my gosh. It's a pizza, like it's a frozen pizza. It's a brick of ice and you just put it in the oven and it starts well, thawing sooner. Why do they always distinguish to make sure that it's preheated before you put it in? Because they want to like make sure that everyone gets it right. Like people who don't understand how to cook and who like, if you need to follow the directions. Like the time, it's going to be 20 minutes if it's full. But if it's not, then we have no guarantees on how long it should stay in there. If you put it in when it's only like 200 degrees, when I it should be 375. I always leave pizzas in longer anyways, because I like all of the cheese melted. Well, yeah, it should always be melted. I know. So I always have to leave it in there longer anyways. Um, anyways, uh, this is, a <laughs> this is normal and I'm definitely going to take the side of that needs to be preheated before you put it in yeah. or the water needs to be boiling before you put in the noodles. No, Ashley it doesn't, doesn't matter. care. And it it's just one of those things doesn't matter. I pick my battles and that is not one that I engage in. Okay. Do you have your article about Sasquatch? No, I don't. Okay. Should we keep going while you keep looking? Yeah. Okay. Did you push the 
Uh-huh. Okay, this one is from B. Hi, guys. I love listening and watching you both. Such a cute family and story. My husband and I got married August of 2018, so still in the newlywed phase. As people say, my husband and I had to adjust to living together in each other's flaws. Um, hold on. I can't read again. And each other's flaws with how we keep things. I'm more of the organized and clean, and he will clean when he's ready. So we always seem to disagree if we should... Cl- if we should clean when it's a little messy or clean when it's a total mess and you can't find anything, always something you can't find anything, always something we go back and forth about. And I laugh at it because we bicker like we've been married for so long. How do you guys go with cleaning? And what do you think is the best way to get that stuff done? OB. OB. Um, it's just really a personal thing. Like if you walk into one person's house versus another person's house, they're always going to be like a different level of clean or organized. You just kind of have to live together and figure and like hit this middle ground. But I will also tout the value of family meetings. Again, this is what our last podcast was all about cleaning. You just go up to the person when you have no kids and you just say, let's have a family meeting. I've come up to Dallas before. This is not sexy, but it's real life. And we're running a business here in our home. This is, a system. This is a machine here and we need to have certain ways of doing things. Let's figure out how we're going to do the cleanliness together. Yeah. I've come not up- like you're slobby. You need to do it this way. And the husband's like, you're nitpicky. I'm going to do it. It needs to come together, set ground rules and expectations. And then, um, if they're not being met, lovingly remind them every once in a while that, uh, we set this expectation. It would mean a lot if we did this because it's really important to me. So, I guess I, probably our first family meetings, we're still not great at having them all the time. It's, I think when our kids get older, we'll be more regular. Um, I, I've remembered a couple of times coming up to Dallin because I have issues with things that he is doing that I wish he would do differently mm-hmm. and saying... And it would start off like an attack? No, I would start it like this. Not all the time, but I remember doing this like one or two times where I come up to you and I say, I... I think we should talk about all the things that we could like, if if there's anything that I'm doing that's bugging you, I want you to think about things and I'm totally open to changing. And then also I have some things that I want to bring up (laughs) (laughs) and I think we're living together and and we should just bring these things up if we want to live together. If I explore my mindset during that time, it was just, Uh, it was just like, I don't care. Like it's good enough. But over time in our five years, I have just realized how much little things can mean to you that even though they don't mean a ton to me and because I love you, I make them more of a priority to me. And so that's just kind of the point that you have to get to eventually just because you love the other person and you're friends with them and you respect them that you will do things even though it's not how you would normally do it if you were single. You know what I'm saying? Our big discovery or I mean like I'll speak for you for a second, but you can edit this out if it bugs you. Okay. Is other people have feelings that are different from mine, kind of. Not just because you're not feeling a certain way doesn't mean I'm not feeling a certain way. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just basic maturity, like courage combined with consideration. And I just had I that's that was the process of me becoming more of a mature person, like being considerate, like, oh good, you see something differently. Uh, versus what the heck you see something differently. Oh yeah. What's your quote that it's, it's from Stephen Covey. I, I say that like I'm really good at it, but I'm not, it's like the hardest thing. Stephen Covey says, 
Oh, good. You see it differently. Help me understand. Like that's what, like contrast, that's what you should say. Contrast that with, with like you're that, an that's, idiot. Contrast that with you don't see it how I see it, man. You must be really dumb. <laughs> like that is that is what most people, including myself, subconsciously are thinking when they disagree with somebody, and it's it's horrible. No, I totally think that too. Like, I like. I mean, I don't want to sound terrible. I just want to be honest. I mean, I think most people deep down, most if people they examine walk around their thoughts, are like thinking like. That's the that only they're making other, better choices than everyone else that's around That's the only them, other way to think if you don't think, oh, good, you see it differently. Help me, under, help me understand. I mean, look at our country and like Democrats versus Republicans. People are jerks on both sides and so single-minded. Like very few people are able to say, oh, good, you see it differently. Help me understand. I think that's why so many millennials are not associating with either party. I think it's just kind of like, 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 let me just chill here a little bit and think. It's my like own on thoughts. The Bachelor when they go on the two-on-one date and the two girls or the two guys who are on the date with the bachelor or the bachelorette are just fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. They usually send both home and they're like, this is the worst. Yeah. We and always compare everything to the bachelor. So that was what we were touting about uh, family meetings, setting organize, setting priorities and just tell them like, I know this may not mean a lot to you, but it does mean a lot to me. And I hope your love for me oh, can yeah, translate into I can translate into like you, you caring about this for me. And I want to do the same for you on anything else that comes up. I think a feeling that I fought a lot is feeling like I'm crazy for liking things like for having opinions or like, like if my opinion isn't the same as someone else's, it must mean that I'm like the crazy one or the irrational one. I've thought that a lot too growing up and cause growing up, you just learn to please people and to be, to be accepted. And, and it's like really you, hard to you learn how to get people's attention. It's really hard and acceptance like a hard thing to learn and to grow comfortable with saying something that you want differently or to be to say something like i'm not okay with this mm-hmm. when like your spouse or a lot of other people or your in-laws or just like anyone it says is saying like oh i love like this is totally normal or this is fine with me or this is how i want it to go mm-hmm. i mean like i do it all the time if someone comes up to me and they're like oh don't you hate the bachelor i'm like yeah that's such a stupid show <laughs> Or like if I was true to myself, I'd be like, no, I love that show and I TiVo it and I yeah. watch it religiously. When that happens, I try to just be like, uh oh, now you're going to think I'm weird. I watch that show. Yeah. And then they not wanting to be rude. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think you're weird. So it's kind of fun to just put it out there in the open and let them. That's like a thing I'm working on though. Like not feeling like the crazy one in our relationship. If I'm like, oh, you know, I, like I just like dishes out of the sink. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm like a crazy OCD freak. It just means I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't, and, or like, you know, it's, but I'm not crazy. Yeah. I have to tell myself a lot. Like, you're not crazy. You just, everyone likes the things they like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I take back the cane thing. It's just folklore. And it's one thing I heard one time and sounded like it made sense that cane is Bigfoot. But I mean, that was before the flood. Also, <laughs> this, I don't need, this is getting <laughs> so deep into like conspiracy theory. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, only big, like, what do they call them? Big fitters or do you want to hear this story? It's like from the journal of this has nothing to do with this podcast. No, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Do it's you just a brief, it? it's a brief snippet from David <laughs> W. All right, well, David W. Patton's journal where he's like walking along on his horse and then something wandered out of the forest and it was like eye level with him and he was sitting on a horse and it was covered in hair. And there's hairy people who'd just that's like a thing that they have to deal with but this 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 creature said he had no home he was a wanderer in the earth traveling to and fro 
And, um, but this is just folklore and it's like, no, he never even claimed that it was Kane, just a guess. And so it's not, it's not legit. And I don't believe that. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. You can. (laughs) Uh, It's a funny thought. Maybe it's true, but it's just another one of those like little evidences out there that I'm sure every Bigfoot person has heard about. Was Kane hairy like Esau? I know Bigfoot's hairy. Like Esau, he was born hairy. Do you remember that scripture? I don't remember. That's true. Back me up, people. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Next one. All right. One more. Should we do one more? Okay, one last one, you guys. This is going to be a long podcast. These are fun. Okay, last one. Chores. My husband wishes that I would keep up on the chores better. He doesn't under... Okay, right off the bat, there's there's something we could unpack. <laughs> have a family meeting next okay it's do like, one more it's like why is uh why is it why are the chores your responsibility unless you've already had the family meeting and and you have like decided that some of my roles are going to be these chores and okay, you just haven't been doing them have another family meeting and say like these are a little bit too much with me or i'm failing at these maybe yeah. i need a different job you ever heard of plimsoll marks like the mark on the side of the boat that shows when the boat is loaded at capacity because that mark is now in the water and it, you shouldn't load any more on the boat. Like gauge your spouse's plimsoll mark every once in a while and see if <laughs> they see if they're too overloaded. Got that from Elder Holland. Okay. Let's so, do one more. This one was a fast one. I think we already did this email too. I think you're going the wrong way. No, she had three parts. We just did the first part about in-laws. Okay. I don't want to do the third part about pets because that's going to be like our life too much. <laughs> Maybe that means we should do it. Okay. All right, pets. Should we get into pets? I can't read it. You read it. I'm too blind. All right. I am an animal person and my husband is sometimes an animal person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, this person is I exactly swear you like this us. Email. <laughs> I know. I might have too in my sleep. We have had three cats now that we had and we had to get rid of two. Because um, we were Because we were moving into an apartment that didn't allow for pets. And the third was because the cat peed on our couch after owning it for about two years. My husband tried to force the cat to play with a neighbor's cat shortly before it peed. I think that the cat was just marking its territory. My husband said that either him or the cat had to leave the house. So I drove the cat back to the shelter on our anniversary. Ooh. That's I one of those him, like unforgivable deep geez, scars. She's going to like, yeah, it's going to be there for a while and, and that's hard. I told him that he's number one in my life, but I was definitely sobbing on my way to and from the shelter. He didn't even go with me. Fast forward to today. Now we have two dogs that I rescued from a shelter. He is now in the military and stationed in another country. So I literally have no friends or family with 4,000 miles between us. My dogs are my only companions when he gets deployed because we don't have kids. He thinks that having the dogs is an inconvenience because it makes it harder to just travel on a whim. We never travel last minute before we got the dog, so I don't understand what the big deal is. I work full time, so we make more than enough money to find a kennel or neighbors to watch them when we go on vacations. He's at a point where he thinks it's just a waste of money to spend on animals. It costs a lot to ship them from the USA to, to the country he's serving at, but he knows that after we what we went through with cats, I am not going to give up on my dogs. He is jealous of the attention that I give my dogs. Oh my gosh, this is sounding exactly like me and Ashley, but I still feel like I put him first. I thought that after I drove our cat back to the shelter on our anniversary that we would that would be enough to show him that he is my priority. I always ask him if he wants to go for a walk with me and the dogs, but he never wants to. 
Should I consider my pets to be my family or just animals? Is it wrong for me to get emotionally attached to them? Wishing you and your family the best. Sorry for the length of this email, which want to include backstories for these. Okay. Wow. I'm like uh, speechless. This is like exact. I, this is, this is like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, so helpful for us just because I'm realizing that so many people have the same issues that we do. And, and I thought we were all, all alone. fights that we've like worked through. So I can kind of paraphrase the animal thing. I love animals and they just calm me and they make me so happy. And I'm a, I'm a quality time person and they give that to me. And like, I don't like being alone. Like I like having that constant like creature near me. Um, and Dallin's not super into that. And what we came to the conclusion is like, again, just because he, like he has feelings of a certain type doesn't mean that those are the only feelings or the biggest feelings. So um, that's kind of, it's probably still a tender subject. I don't know. Like, Look, our dogs, Ashley has an emotional bond and connection with them that I do not understand and I never will. And it just but it brings I just know, me joy. I just understand and know that a lot of people are really connected to animals and I've seen that in Ashley and I've accepted that. Even though I don't have that with our dogs, Ashley really does. Our dogs are fun every once in a while. It's fun to go like play soccer with them. But more of the time than not, I'm annoyed by them. They're whining. They're wanting to go outside. They're leaving huge dead spots in our grass. They're chewing up all my hats. No. Okay. They're and very good dogs. Luna does nothing. Luna does nothing. And Dash, Dash is, is a puppy. puppy and we're working on him. And it's just, especially with kids, like I am, I get rid of all my, pa- I, all my patience is expended on our kids. And at the end of the night, like. I just don't have a, I guess I snap so easily when the dogs are bugging me or, or not doing something that we're doing something they shouldn't. And it was a Ashley, shock. Ashley like takes it personally when I get mad at the dogs. And it's just like, as I've said these things in the past, like, like, why do you love the dogs more than me? Why don't you want to spend time with me when the kids are finally asleep? Like, why do you want to now go play with the dogs? But I've just and come it's to never accept. Been like, don't come with me. Or it's always been like, Hey, let's go for a walk together. Like the, the like I've never been like, when Dallin wants to cuddle, like, I don't feel like I've ever been like, no, I like don't come. But then Luna's right there licking her, licking, licking her body and (laughs) making all these whiny noises when the snuggle. And I just like, and Ashley understands. And so I understand too, that we pet Luna for like 30 seconds and then Ashley tells Luna to go away. Cause I I know you don't like to snuggle with her. Yeah. And so we've come to a, we've come to a middle ground where like, I understand it's kind of like Ashley's hobby and she needs to have this thing in her life. And I support that because I love Ashley and she's my friend. I'm not like a crazy dog that. person. Like our house is clean. Our dogs are taken care of. Like our dogs children are, are loved. And she understands that I'm not super fond about the dogs always. And she doesn't like okay, can make us snuggle with though? them all night. What? I don't make, I don't expect Dallin. I like, I take them for walks. I feed them. I mean, Dallin helps, but it's like my job. Like I don't expect Dallin. I don't expect him to do the dogs. Mm -hmm. It's just like a facet of Ashley that I accepted when I married her and I can either like let it bug me my whole life or just accept it. I got to say something. And I understand that dogs are like cool too. And I, and, and also like learning to train dogs has helped me in understanding dogs instead of just being annoyed by dogs already. Like I've read read a book and researched how to train dogs so that they can actually be like cool trained dogs Dallin, and something that I own yeah. a little bit too. But you liked them more before we had kids. It's like, you, like you did. You like, we had so much fun. Maybe I just had more patience for them. 
and then I think like then we had kids and it was kind of like I need I can only have so much like I only have so much of a cup of love or something I don't know I don't know but like once when things got more complicated with kids that's kind of when Dallin started losing interest in the pet situation Mm -hmm. which is fine like I respect like I have no expectation on him with the dogs like none like I figure out who watches them I figure out like they don't impede our vacations like if we want to do something without dogs like I figure that out Mm -hmm. and like it's I wish like I do I like I wish he liked them I wish like I see couples who are like we love our dogs and like I think I'm like a person who's really attracted to someone like when they're showing like affection and love and kindness i've learned that i show ashley that i love her when i love her dogs not i'm not a crazy dog person i (laughs) it's with the kids too like i I feel so much love from dallin when he like has patience and love and he was playing like when i look at him and he's playing with our kids Mm -hmm. like i feel so attracted to him when he's being like like i read in a book somewhere it's normal to feel like we took a test on like when you feel loved and when my well like when when my spouse shows affection to our children was one of the options. Yeah. So it's a normal thing. And I learned the same thing applies to dogs. So even if I'm not brimming with emotional, like love for these creatures in our house, like I sh- can show, I can go over and pet them and respect them. Don't, and I, I know that that means that shows actually that I love her. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Luna dad? Hey, look, I, I like them. They're fine. It's not yeah, like Dallin I have, them. A, he just doesn't talk, I don't like, have, he doesn't like, talk to them like children. <laughs> of angels like as god's given god's gift oh to our gosh. home you keep saying that you're not a crazy dog person but then you say these things i'm not a crazy do you think i'm a crazy dog person well i guess a crazy dog can mean different things like you don't have 20 dogs you only have two but also you do talk to them <laughs> they are your children they're not my children like i would choose my children over my dogs i know you would i would cry but i would do it yeah but I'm allowed to love other things. You are. And you have a very strong, mo- you were like Eliza Thornberry. And I respect that. <laughs> of late. <laughs> recently. I do. I've, I've made a lot of good husband moves lately. Would you say? Yeah, you have. Nice. Nice. Okay, guys. Um, this was so fun. This is a good one. Thank you guys for sending these in. Thank you to all of our supporters. You uh, keep things going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just hit the button. Oh man, you guys are the best. So, um, in closing, go leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't yet, or wherever you can leave a review on podcasts and subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Anchor or iTunes. It's out there everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Send in submissions if you haven't yet. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Thanks to our supporters. You are the reason we have the soundboard. Let's do one more sound for them. Oh, not that one. I do the numbers. (laughs) Good for you. I figured that could be something we pushed when when we, we tried we've, had, we've tried to do math before on a podcast. <laughs> I do the numbers. Oh, there's that one. I haven't used that one before. Wikipedia <laughs> is the best thing ever. Oh, that's supposed to be for <laughs> our Wikipedia in segment. The world can write anything they want about any subject, so you know you are getting the best possible information. <laughs> that one's perfect. Okay, and we need to use these more often. I got to get used to them. And then we have um, where's one more. There's this one. That literally is the most moving thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Chris Drager and Perkins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see you. We'll hear you in our next podcast. See you guys.